what's up you guys welcome to high maintenance mommy i'm your host of course carissa however if you are new hello nice to see you here truly i appreciate the support and welcome i hope this serves as a place where you can feel safe and just be your true self free of judgment because that is who i aim to be of course i'm human so mm, i'm not always gonna be perfect obviously i think we all know that but i will damn sure try to be a friend if you need one just saying so Let's dive right in because when you tell someone that you're not talking to a parent, I think the initial reaction is shock, obviously, because it's like, what? What did they do? And most people are like, well, there has to be some way that you can fix that situation or something that you guys can do. And here's what I'm going to say. There is something to do. The person that is the toxic parent or the parent that is toxic narcissistic in no way am I telling you to diagnose people because that is not the goal the goal is just to recognize certain behavior patterns behavioral patterns and stay away from them I'm not telling everyone to cut off their parents that would just be unrealistic but you are allowed to put forth boundaries if they're constantly calling you and being negative every single day or you see them right they live close and you're not enjoying those experiences, you're allowed to say, okay, we are busy or, you know, we'll see you once a week or we'll see you twice a week or we'll talk once a week. We'll talk twice a week if that's how you want to do it. But I think it's shocking for a lot of people because we want to believe, right? Well, they had this kid, like that's your mom. They love you. And I'm not necessarily saying that's untrue, but what I have gathered through what I've witnessed in my own scenarios, through other people's, and talking to people and people being very raw and honest and real about these situations is they do not have the capacity to love as a parent should. What For whatever reason... Again, we're leaving out any, we're not diagnosing people at all, but for whatever reason, they just don't. And that's also said without judgment, right? But that's the reality of the situation. And when you're looking at the system, foster care system, all of it, I think we can all agree and get on the same page there. I think when you talk to the parents, yeah, they love them. But their demons are a lot louder than that love. They're more prominent. They're more important, so to speak. And I say important kind of lightly because we don't obviously know their true feelings. But I do know that from the child's perspective, through these certain behaviors and having that toxic of a parent, they definitely do not feel important. When a child doesn't have any sort of caregiver, obviously they're not going to feel important. Or when they have a toxic caregiver, an abusive caregiver, emotionally, physically, or both, it is incredibly, incredibly difficult later in life because they never felt like they were important or good enough. The parents' feelings always felt bigger 
they were always the largest in the room, suffocating at times. No matter what problems you had, no matter how badly you wanted to be valued or seen, it never happened. So you could only imagine the psychological effects that would have on a kid later in life. And I'm, again, speaking partly from my own experience. I have had to go to therapy for a number of things for years, you guys. Years. I just started talking about it on social media. Years. Since I was a kid. In elementary, through middle school, high school, obviously into my adult life, motherhood, through every stage of my life, I've had to go to therapy because I'm like, lost. (laughs) There's a lot of things that weren't giving to me for my emotional toolbox. So I was out there just trying to figure it out on my own. But the one thing that I hope people gather from this short episode that I... And I'm truly trying to say is I can't give you the permission to stop talking to a toxic parent. I know that. Nor do I think I'm so great or any of those things. You know, I'm not a therapist. But I do think that you're so great and that you deserve to give yourself the permission to never speak to them again. Granted, I obviously know that comes with a lot of heavier shit. There's no way around it, obviously. I don't think there's ever a point where you're not going to long for the family that you always wanted and quite frankly needed. Damaged kids create damaged adults, right? Not to say that all of us don't have some scars. We all do. And you know me, I would never, ever, ever in a million years try to trauma compare But I think it's an incredibly humbling thing to realize, okay, yes, this is so shitty and this is going to be hard, but let me sit here and really try to focus on the things that I can fix, I can change, and that I am grateful for. Because at the end of the day, that's pretty much the only thing you can do, especially if the person will not change. And this goes for every relationship, but it's particularly hard when it's your parent. If the relationship will not change, that person will not seek help, you are left with little to no options. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And anybody who has dealt with things of this nature in their life absolutely know that. You can try and save someone all you want, but the reality of the situation is as much as you don't feel good enough or important enough, you always were. The problem is, is that person, again, not just doesn't just not have the capacity to love as a parent should, but they also don't have the capacity to love themselves as they should. So it stands to reason that obviously it would be hard to give you all the things that you need. They don't even love themselves. They are battling so many things within themselves. And that is never to justify behavior because one of my favorite things to say is mental illness is never your fault, but it is your responsibility. It is so, it seems mountainous some days, you guys, for me to even get out of bed. But if I don't do it, If I just completely succumb to those feelings, then what does that look like for me and my family? Because I've been there. When I was in the deepest, darkest parts of my depression, I definitely would just lay in bed and it got, as I said, dark. 
what does that mean for myself? I just kept digging myself further and further and further. So even on the days where it's hardest for me, I try to push myself. And that also means knowing when to rest. Absolutely. That's been hard for me, but I've learned it. It's a bunch of things, right? But I just wanted to encourage some of these people because I've heard a lot of these stories and it just pulled hard on my heartstrings very hard because I was like, wow, being a parent myself, I just could never, I could never personally imagine being in that headspace, but it exists and we need to acknowledge it. And rather than telling people, oh, well, that's your mom or that's your this or, you know, what have you, let's just operate under that assumption that not all parents who are parents are going to be good parents. And as harsh as that reality is, it is the absolute truth. I could go deeper into this topic forever. You have no idea the rabbit hole that I could go down with this topic. But I know that I'm speaking to a particular group of people. My aim was never to get famous or huge or whatever. I wanted to create a village and hearing from my village and hearing these stories where these women and men and everybody alike have just come out of these scenarios inspires me. And it really made me want to talk about it because I'm like, no, we need to start changing the narrative a little bit. If you are a toxic parent, rather than telling the child, oh, well, that's your parent, you need to talk to them, we need to start addressing the parent. You are the parent, you are always going to be the parent, you need to seek help. Yes, for themselves, but also if you want to be in your child's life, the responsibility should never fall on the child. I will never apologize for saying that because at the end of the day, the reason I choose to be a gentle parent, which let's be real, y'all, gentle parenting isn't gentle all the fucking time. You're just trying to change how you react to things, right? I know damn well that I am the adult. I tell my daughter this. I am so sorry that mommy didn't handle that well. She is going to do better. I'm going to try my hardest to do better because I am your mommy and we're going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And this is how I'm going to show up for you always. That is our jobs. Another thing I will leave you guys with that just drives me, it makes my blood boil. Let's say that is when you're dealing with a toxic parent, you're dealing, you know, with a parent to that level and they say, well, I did everything for you. I did everything. I did, I sacrificed so much for you. You wouldn't have had the life you did if it weren't for me. However, that statement or those string of statement looks or plays out in your particular scenario, if you've been in that situation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you are listening to this by chance and you're thinking you may be the toxic parent, I want to respond with this. You are the parent. That child did not ask to be in your care. You made the adult decision to keep that child, to tend to that child, to raise that child. You telling me that you made sacrifices and you did everything you could, that is parenthood. It's not pretty. 
and it's definitely not fun all the time and it is the hardest job in the world imagine the damage it's doing to your kids saying well I do everything for you I do this I sacrifice so much that is what we signed up for that is what you signed up for for any kid who has received these statements that is what your parents signed up for it's a guilt trip that should never happen but it does all the time and it's all too common you do those things because you chose to be a participating parent in that child's life period the end they didn't ask for that they owe you nothing your children owe you nothing we don't owe anyone outside of our families and the people that are important to us and are on our side anything. So why would your child owe you a damn thing? Because when you're saying that, you're saying it with some sort of expectation. And I'm telling you right now, it's a losing battle for everyone involved. You signed up for it. This is what we all signed up for. There are sacrifices every day that are being made by parents across the globe, right? Again, I say this without judgment because I realize that obviously these people are struggling themselves, but we're not here to justify anyone's behaviors. We're here to put the facts out there and say what it is, right? If you are dealing with that situation, You are allowed to feel bad for people. My best friend says it best. I want to see everyone eat. But I don't need everyone eating at my table. Think about that. Just because you're putting forth that boundary, you may get that guilt trip and be like, oh, well, you know, everyone's kind of damaged. Like, I don't want to just be a dick. No. Get that out of your head. Okay? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. No, I'm joking. But truly, if you are going through that, I hope you give yourself the permission to put forth the boundaries that look right for you and your family. And if that means completely cutting off a parent, that is what that means. And if people are offended by it, if people don't get it, it is not their journey. It is not theirs to get. It is not theirs to understand. You know what's right for your family and never feel guilty for having to do that, especially when you do want the best for that person, but no one can help them but themselves. And if again, if you are this person, you happen to be the toxic parent and you're listening, I hope you truly seek help for yourself. The bonus being that it'll trickle down to your kids and maybe give them some peace as well. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please continue to reach out with all your stories. I love being there for you. If I can't be there for you all the time, please understand that that is my boundary. It is an energetic exchange. Talking to people on that level and hearing their problems. And I do love it. I fully believe that I'm good at it and being there for people and being that friend. But there are times that I've learned in life where I will shut that off for some time. So I will never ignore you. I will always get back to you. But just know that I appreciate you. I appreciate you opening up. I appreciate you reaching out when I talk about my own things. All of you. And you're all important. And just remember, again, if you could take away anything, 
you deserve to give yourself permission to put forth those boundaries no matter how strong they seem. Because a lot of times, they need to be that strong. I love you guys. I'll leave you with that. Let me know what you think. Slide into those DMs. My I Instagram is hi underscore maintenance underscore mommy. And on that note, if you would like to subscribe to this, I have subscriptions as low as 99 cents a month. The absolute max is $9.99. If you're feeling generous, please subscribe. Any little bit helps, even 99 cents a month. But I love you just for being here and never feel obligated. But there is a link in every single episode if you just scroll down click on that. It'll take you there. Super easy, but I appreciate your support thus far. I truly do. I really created this rare village and y'all have become that. And I just treasure you. I value you. Value yourself and treasure yourself this week. And one little tidbit to leave you with. What did you do for yourself today? Please think about that when you're listening to this episode. I will see you guys next time.